All right. One, two, three. Here we go. Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of May 12, 2014. This is episode 230, and I am Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me in studio are... Jackie Olson, account manager with Interval. Adam Meyer, principal at Interval. And a special guest all the way from Long Island. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> oh, that was Peter Great. Gabriel's joined us. Is that Peter Gabriel? <laughs> yeah. Shock the Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's Chris Boyer. It's Chris Boyer. Hey, it's Chris Boyer. Chris Boyer, Woo. whose title officially is AVP of Digital Strategy for North Shore LIJ Health wow. System. And do you know what AVP stands for, Chris? Um, I got to be careful here. Associate Vice Advanced. President. I'm going to go with Associate. Gonna, I hear advanced, advanced vice president, advanced visual, <laughs> awesome, actor. awesome. Anyone want to say awesome? No, it's it's associate, associate. Yeah. Okay. We got. What else could it be? I guess. Assistant. Awesome. Is there assistant. Advanced. Assistant vice president. Assistant to the, no, you're assistant to the vice president. <laughs> associate. Associate. So Chris is in studio. Hello. He's got, he got some business in Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. To say hi. Long time listener. Desperately trying to hold on to his most times as guest podcaster on the show. <laughs> he's in the five timers club. Numbers. Now. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing my smoking jacket. <laughs> five timers club. All right, we got. You know, we're going to have some really good stuff to talk about with Chris here. So let's get through the updates and the. Well, we'll do the updates and then we have some shout outs. We got a lot of shout outs, and now I'm trying to think of who I just told yesterday I was going to shout out to, and if I don't do it, I'm going to feel really bad. Uh oh. Oops, did you tell anyone else so they could help? Maybe, maybe they'll be shout-ins. Mm-hmm. Shout-in? They'll come to you. Say it in your inside voice. Okay. All right, so uh, <laughs> updates. We Let's see. I'm speaking. We're speaking. We'll get to that. Chris and I are speaking. I'm speaking in Charlottesville, Virginia. In May, Oh, my gosh. That's in two weeks. This year is insanely going fast. May 22nd yeah, at Vishmapur doing Bless a Joe you. Public presentation. That's Virginia. Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, gosh, what else? There's other speaking stuff percolating, Texas and Florida. And then Chris and I are in Wisconsin in September, which is also coming up fast. Mm-hmm. We should tell them about what we're doing there. What are we doing there? The marketing transformation or the makeover or something like marketing that. Marketing makeover. Digital Mar- marketing makeover. Digital marketing makeover. That's How it. cute. Yeah. Cute. It will be adorable. It'll There'll be, be doilies and puppies. And before and after photos. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Real makeovers. <laughs> Makeup. Uh, right before that. We're having the we're having the third Joe Public retreat, which is awesome here in St. Paul. It's going to be cool because we're at the Science Museum, right, Jackie? Yeah. Which is a which is a super cool um, mm-hmm. facility, and the Joe Public retreat in September is going to be focused on content marketing, mm-hmm. specifically going vertical with content marketing. So that's that's exciting. You can go to JoePublicRetreat.com for information on that. And you can go to thinkinterval.com slash JP2 to learn more about Joe Public 2. The great paradigm shift. The new hope. The new hope. (laughs) That's awesome. That comes out in September. So, Chris, actually, you're going to be featured in that book. You're going to be a case study in that book. Yes. You are. I am. So, those are updates. Anything else? No? Okay. 
So let's, let's I got do some, some new shoes. Shout out. <laughs> we got a lot of shout outs. First shout out, dude on the plane. Guy sitting next to me when I was leaving the forum conference and it was night and I had my iPhone on and we had we were just, you know, waiting to take off. So I was listening to this podcast because I try to keep up with it. So I remember what we've said before. And you know, they tell us to turn off our phones or whatever. And so I want to read it, turn it off. And he taps me on the shoulder. It's like, Hey, what's the name of that podcast you're listening to? So I pulled it back up and showed him because Adam's got this really cool design. He's like, wow, that seems really cool. I'm in healthcare, but I'm really interested in going to the market. I'm like, well, you should check this out. It's one of the best podcasts out there. He's like, I will. So whoever you are, dude, if you're listening today, we, I didn't get your name, but welcome. we were in the exit row and I was, I was in the seat that has no seat in front of it. It's like misconnections, isn't it? <laughs> You were the only one on the plane with the arrogant healthcare market. I was the one on the plane. The you were opposite me. Yes. Our we, eyes connected. Our eyes connected. <laughs> our eyes locked. You're listening to my podcast. <laughs> okay. So who else do we want to give a shout out to? We want to give a shout out to Chris Finolio, who coordinated me coming in to speak at uh, a conference in Nashville. Uh, Chris apparently is a renowned singer, which I didn't know. Ooh, and he's, ooh. he sang at... The Chicago Cubs national anthem. How do you, how do you spell his last name? Finolio. Uh, it's F E N I G L I O. Hmm. Got it? Google time. Uh, shout out to Nicole Borchard. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Mm. Nicole came to our branding at the bar event. She came to hear my presentation. She seems to be a sharp cookie. And we may have her on this podcast as a guest mm-hmm. coming up. Uh, let's see. Kelly Fidner from Acrobat Ant. Thanks for all the shout outs. Mark Cuppy, who used to be, he's the CEO for Canvas Health, used to be a client. He came to say hi to me when I spoke at the Behavioral Health Conference. Very cool. Which was massive. Yeah, very cool. A hundred people packed into this tiny room to hear about branding. I was very impressed with that. Oh, nice. That all these behavioral health people were there and they had great questions. And, and they cared. Fantastic crowd. Yes, they cared deeply. Um, Winners of the iPads at Branding at the Bar? Do we know them? Mm, no. We know one. We know two. Oh, who are they? Well. You don't want to say? Well, Mary Beth. I'm not sure of her last name, though. Do you, Chris? No, but you thanks know. for putting me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, Mary Beth. And then Marion. And then Marion, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, That's Chris. right. Mm-hmm. Yes, and That's the right. other two are anonymous at this point. They're anonymous. I can picture mm-hmm. them in my mind. I know. In my mind, our eyes locked. If we know, over branding at the bar, <laughs> you want an iPad? <laughs> call so, me. Call me. <laughs> Chris, by the way, emceed branding at the bar with flair unknown, unseen before. Flair, yeah. yeah, exactly. I had all my flair on. You did. You Seventeen 20, pieces of flair. Fifteen pieces at least. We played Eye of the Tiger for yeah. The, re- the reveal for who won the iPad minis. <laughs> Rising up. So what do we think of the conference? Jackie, you were there. Chris, you were there. Adam couldn't make it. No. What do we mm-hmm. what do we think? Pros, I thought, cons. I thought it was a great conference. I, I noticed that they had a couple of trends in their topics. A big big trend was um, our big topic that they talked about was CRM and measurement. I thought that was underscored in a lot of things. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we had a lot of CRM. There was a CRM panel. 
a lot of the presentations and breakouts were around measurement. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I did one around evidence-based marketing. Uh, you know, we focused a lot. I think a lot of people are starting to see the value in measurement. I mean, I guess maybe more than to see the value, are actually starting to do it. To do it, yeah. and there, and that's really good. I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. What did you guys think of the venue? Mm, it was all right. Yeah, that's kind of what I heard from people. Yeah, it was. What, it was where small. Was it? The Omni. Hotel, um, like just a, a small, small hotel. It was small. Resort hotel. The, resor the restaurants weren't the best. Remote location, kind of, or no? Well, you were kind of on an island. It's Orlando, so everything's remote, kind of. Sorry. No, that's okay. That was. It was all right. It was. Right. <laughs> I've seen. I've been at better. Let me just put it that way. The <laughs> people were really I've friendly at the hotel, though. What's that? <laughs> the people were really friendly. They were friendly folk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought the conference felt short too. I don't know why it felt it, that yeah, way. Yeah, I agree. Short. It really felt like it was it was shorter than most conferences mm -hmm. this time around. I'm not sure if that. I don't think it was. But well, it, just it didn't felt... officially kick off till Wednesday evening, even yeah. though there was right. pre workshops or pre conference mm -hmm. workshops, and then it ended Friday during mm -hmm. the day. So, I think usually like with longer ones, you have another day in another there. Another day in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They had a couple of great breakout uh, keynote speakers. Yeah, Seth Godin. Seth Godin was huge. Oh wow. Yeah, he was really good. Oh, I didn't see his. He was really yeah. It was fascinating. Yeah, yeah I was hungover because the night before we watched the Wild win Game Seven. Ah, oh, that's right. While at <laughs> the bar, and it went into overtime, and it was all, it was like one o'clock before the dang thing was over. So. Seth Godin's a pretty a. big session. name to get it. He is a, a big huge name. Like and yeah. David Mirren, Mirren David Mirren Scott. Scott. I thought he was good. Yep. New Rules of Marketing PR. Yeah, he's he's good too. I mean, they mm -hmm. really they were really challenging or giving us a, you know sort of a in, inspiring us to be different. We need to change the way we do healthcare yeah. marketing. You guys know that. So, um, but I mean, they were really kind of giving that that pep talk for us to do that. And mm -hmm. hearing people like Seth Godin really talk about it as well, it just it, it inspired a lot of people. I think. Excuse you. <laughs> oh no don't throw it pardon me yeah I think it inspired people too well he's so well known yeah, yeah. he's got to be one of the top three most well known marketers right or the books that kind of launched him into Purple Cow is one of his biggest one. ones he had one before that had like all, a orange all marketers are liars you're thinking of Lynchpin aren't you no it was, well was that his I don't think that was his Lynchpin is his yeah but was that uh, maybe that was one of the earlier ones I can't remember mm. it had like a yellow or orange cover you think there was one before Purple Cow yeah I think so I know so I'm trying to remember what it was, it was He's, uh, he puts out a Sunday. book like every other yeah. freaking Tuesday. I know I know <laughs> Does he seriously What's have interesting just a ton? is Twitter handle is like really just points back to his blog. It, he doesn't really tweet. He it's all promotion, oh, really? promotional for his blog. Yeah, permission marketing, Adam. Permission marketing. Yeah, that's gotta be what one. you think. I think that's, yeah, that's when he came off of Yahoo and he started email yep. marketing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, so what else? That's good. Um, a lot. Of, I mean, it's great to catch up with people. A lot of cool people doing cool things out there. Gene Hitchcock was there. Ed Bennett. Yep. Um, our friends at Eruptor, friends at Menacom. There were just a lot of people there doing a lot of things. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that what I'm finding is that I get a lot of value of just meeting a bunch of meeting our colleagues and, and getting together and talking. The offhand conversations that you have outside of the sessions yeah. are as valuable as going to the session. So mm -hmm. you, you can really, if you, if you get lucky and get a good session, that can be really transformative to your career or inspire you mm -hmm. but you know it's it's a it's kind of the nature of the beast but sometimes it's just yeah flip a coin if you don't know the speaker yeah it can be tough i mean there's nothing mm -hmm. worse than going into a an hour and a half session and being like wah wah mm -hmm. you don't want to get those all the time you don't want to be the douche who stands up and walks out after like a half hour because you're like okay this is right i could better use of my time would be having a drink at the bar and right <laughs> checking my email 
Yeah, it's yeah. tough. I mean, I, I've, I think I've mentioned already that I'm on the Shushmid, Shushmid committee that's trying to help figure out speakers for the Shushmid conference. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard because you, you have to, you know, you want to have good, timely topics. Mm-hmm. You want to have good speakers, but you also don't want to have the same speakers every darn time. Right. So then if, you, if you're not going to have the same speakers, that means you're having speakers that nobody knows about, and then you're rolling the dice a little bit. Yeah. So it's really mm-hmm. hard to, to make that balance and... Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's something to be said for having the same speakers that everybody likes. Mm-hmm. If somebody draws people in and has something new to say, why wouldn't you put them out there? Just because I don't know if I get yeah. the complaint like it's not fair. I didn't get my chance. Well, you got to work up to it and get to that spot. I mean, those you're not letting me work up to it for a long time. Yeah, it's not like people just walk in there like mm-hmm. giving it to them. They earn it. Well, and they earn it. Even if the content's good and the speaker's not, that can just really. Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to tell in your position when yeah. you see these things come in because the content might look phenomenal, but you just never know. So, mm-hmm. have you have you guys ever like? I, I suppose you could do this, but whenever I look at like which ones I'm going to see, I usually look for the title, and then you know I look at the content. I don't ever I don't look at the speakers. I don't like look for right. where is so and so speaking. No, no, no. I look for con- the topics yep. right, mm-hmm. yep. and then if I recognize a speaker, that's a bonus. I've never taken the step of like going to look at the presentation ahead of time because mm-hmm. they're always available now. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I would say that, and maybe this is not fair or good, but sometimes you can tell by looking at the presentation, like if it's a piece of crap, mm-hmm. then you're like, these people haven't spoken before. You know they haven't if it's a 1974 PowerPoint template <laughs> with 5,000 words per slide and you know all that right. stuff. Yeah, if the whole if that's you, a sign to me that you don't know how to speak. If you can get everything out of the presentation the slides that you would out of the actual it just <laughs> it all out. Yeah. yeah. Then you yeah. know it's, it's you book. know it's not good. Well, that's the fine line. I think, you know, I try to make my slides informative so if people download them afterwards they remember. Mm-hmm. But um, you can't give it all away. No. You cuz part of it is it's what's between the words. That's the right. most important part. What's well, the presenter is to me the yeah, that should be where the real meat mm. comes from. I mean, I don't. I, I have no problem with somebody who misses my presentation or or speaking thing and then goes to get the slides and goes, I can't get anything out of this. Right. I'm like, well, because this isn't a slideshow. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you a slideshow. I'm giving a presentation. Right. Because again, otherwise, it's all the contents on the slides. Yeah. It's I'd nice rather have a big fat picture that you talk to for ten minutes than right. everything that you're trying to say. Yeah, and I, I think know. the best the best way to try to reabsorb. Something that you missed like that is to hopefully catch it up, a video of it. I, yeah. I don't know. It mm-hmm. seems like a lot of events are doing that now, recording mm-hmm. it and making it available. Yeah, and so with the forum, or the, I call it the forum still. The, it is yeah, still so the forum. Well, yeah, so they, they did an audio recording. So they recorded audio oh. recorded all of the okay. presentations, and they're, they're offering that available for people who weren't able to go. So. But yeah, not video? Good. Without video. Oh, okay. Yeah, they but weren't still. able to do video. But still, it's, it's something. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It certainly is. Yeah. So Anything else? At the farm, we ate alligator. We ate alligator. That was the important thing. And we a whole did. fish. We had fish eyes. Mm-hmm. Throwing fish eyes all over the restaurant. That was the highlight of their fish eyes. <laughs> well, we're, when in Florida, that's right. Eat fish. I, <laughs> I would say I didn't fill out my like evaluation, but I would say oh, I need to do that. Leave Orlando. I mean, it's just not a yeah. destination anybody wants to go to. I don't. I don't hear anybody say they're excited about going to Orlando. It was there just two years ago, too, wasn't it? It's there every year. I don't, no, I think sometimes Last it's Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. Well, and next year it's in Vegas. So For sure? Yeah. Because oh, they were contemplating be that for this year. Yeah. Hmm. So. Vegas could be fun. Okay, let's get on to meteor topics. What do you think? 
It's fine. That was a meaty enough for you? <laughs> Meat driver, go ahead. <laughs> butcher. The butcher. Boyer well, the one butcher. of the topics we want to talk about is is CRM. I see that on the list here. CIRM. CIRM. Oh, I, I misread this. I thought it was CIRM. Yeah, CIRM. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's an important topic. Um, it could be boring, though, but I think, you know, as we talk <laughs> Let's about, talk about it. it. Well, why do you think it's well, so, don't be boring. Why do you think it's important? I have an idea of why you think it's important. As we talked about at the conference, but I'll let you lead. Well, I, I, you know, the CRM is sort of becoming the the spine of everything that we're doing from a marketing perspective at our health system. Everything is is leading to and coming from what we know from our database marketing, and CRM is really going to be becoming very, very important to us as we move forward. Um, and we we're starting to use it in a way where we could be very strategic and real time, where we can mm-hmm. l- glean real lessons and change marketing strategies and tactics midstream based on what our results are and what we're able to measure from our from our CRM. So I, I think that, you know, as we look at a marketing as a discipline as we move forward, CRM is going to be certainly one of those tools like we use, uh, should be almost as frequently as we use email. You know, we should be in, using our CRM that much. Mm-hmm. Don't you think, um, I mean, we've, we've all been talking about the need for CRM for a while, but I think it's it's marketing automation and some other things are making it more. Mm-hmm. Essential now. Uh, the challenge, you know, of course, is people can't afford it. So that's yeah. one problem. But the other one is, I think you spoke to this, Chris, where folks get CRM and then all they do with it is what? All they do is do list pulls. Lists. They pull right. lists, you know, yeah. and then they send stuff off to this list. And then they measure the performance against that list. Right. And that's like one of the most limiting things you can do with the CRM. I mean, you have to do it. You do that. But... Think about it. you could do market segmentation. You can right. expand into a variety of different things. You could start to understand behaviors. You could start to group your your audiences and start to use your CRM to feed marketing automation and other more sophisticated ways that you can communicate mm-hmm. communicate towards. You know, I, um, when I presented, I talked about how in the past we as health system marketers we would promote first the hospitals, the place. Mm-hmm. And then we migrated and we started to promote um, the the procedure, you know, like cardiac surgery or orthopedics or whatever. And I think that's kind of important too. And many of us are still doing that. Um, we're moving now more towards um, measuring the problem that is like back pain or neck pain or living with cancer, what have you, mm-hmm. those things. And I think that's when we start talking about wellness marketing and everything that we're doing. Um, ultimately, I believe though that we got to get to the level where other industries are, where they can actually promote to the where they, they we market towards the individual or the person. So where we can now take a customer-centric look at how we're communicating and personalize our communication to that individual. And we all aspire to want to be there. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, like Netflix knows what your favorite movies are and they recommend them to you. Right. Just like your bank knows when to notify you and of new services. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know, pick any other industry. What, Amazon, Amazon, or whatever. Yeah. We need to, as healthcare um, marketers, we need to start looking at those tools because we can really make this happen, mm-hmm. um, and in a in a way that's actually much more meaningful than you know your your best. What's your next favorite movie, or what's the next product you want to buy? We can actually help affect care, right? So, right. So that's kind of important. CIRM is kind of important. CIRM is very <laughs> important, right? CRM is very important. They had a, a panel discussion um, at the forum. It wasn't oh, that right. good. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as it's so tricky, right? It's it's very tricky to do because when they when they first started, they asked people in the audience, "How many of you have a CRM?" And you know, I would say about a quarter of the room 
raised their hand, mm-hmm. had a CRM. How many are considering getting a CRM for your system? And about another quarter of the room raised their hand. Yep. But that still meant that a half of the room yeah. don't have CRM and they're not using CRM. Or they were shy. Or they were shy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because they didn't want to. <laughs> I mean, that's what's tricky about it is I think it's such a natural session mm-hmm. to have CRM experts yeah. help you figure out how to use CRM. The problem is when those experts are the CRM vendors. Yeah. They certainly should know how to use and leverage CRM. Um, and if you give all of them a fair chance, which is almost impossible to do, I mean, they limited it to four. They could have had another four in there. They would have been completely appropriate to be up on stage. Um, and the, but as a as a audience member, I, w- I didn't go, and this is part of the reason why I didn't go because I was just I just thought it was just going to be like squirming, awkward vendor, awkward, vendor yeah, situation. because these guys are like enemies. Like mm-hmm. of all the kind of vendor segments out there the crm folks are really heated competitors and so you've got them all sitting up there and you've got to imagine that they're all trying to subtly position themselves better so i'm being sold um Mm -hmm. they're you know some of them could be jerks i don't think they were but you worry about that Mm -hmm. Uh, or i also worry about them holding back like i'm not going to express my my real knowledge and my real differentiation in front of my competitors so of the half that didn't raise their hand jackie i think you might be right there may be some that are like I'm not raising my hand because they got these four guys up there or, or women. Right. They're going to like go, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. Right. Um, but I don't know how else you do it. I mean, I think you can get a panel with Chris Boyers and other mm-hmm. people that know how to use it. Um, and then you don't have, you don't feel like you're being sold. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how you get around it. I like the attempt, though, mm-hmm. because I think the conversation needs to be had. It's, it's an just, important topic, yeah. And I don't think it came off that bad from what I heard. I don't think it was that awkward or no, weird. But I, think I don't know how it, helpful yeah. it was. I don't know if it was very helpful. It, it, they had to stay deliberately high level because of the audience level. But yeah. there were two things that I really took away from it that I thought were kind of a, a sort of like a bright light, two things that were mentioned. The first is, you know, CRM is where you're capturing your, your data about your customers, and in our case, our patients, um, or the health seekers in our community. Mm-hmm. And being able to understand and kind of use that data in an intelligent way to communicate with them better. And one of the questions asked from the audience was, are we ever going to capture social media into that record of that individual? Mm -hmm. And um, one of the panelists said something that I thought was really insightful. And and they said, you know, it's, you have to question whether capturing the entire social media presence of an individual is really that helpful to understand what their, what their, uh, their individual behaviors or preferences are. Sure. I mean, you could capture a lot of content in there that's just chatter, right? Meaningless stuff. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of, there's a lot of that, and I, I'm guilty of that too on social media. Oh you know, my we gosh, yeah. create stuff that doesn't really apply to what I prefer and what my health preferences are. Um, so is it, the question is, is it meaningful to capture the entire social presence against that individual? You know, do you need to have all their Facebook posts and all their tweets? Creepy. And, you know, yeah, well, I, I mean, but it's an important question to ask. I mean, I think that there are some things, but I, I think the more sophisticated approach would be to, if they if they identify themselves as being interested in a particular health topic through a social channel, that becomes important. I don't know what you think, Adam. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it all depends. I think it depends. I mean, you can't, you have to make... You have to make assumptions about the person's knowledge of how open they're being online. Mm-hmm. For example, we have... That's um, true. We worked with a client a while back who was working with a vendor to capture, you know, there's a number of vendors who give you social media reports. How often you're mentioned, that kind of thing. Lots of tools you can use to do that. But they, they would get reports. And, you know, as we were kind of clicking through these reports and looking through some of the 
results, you know, it was very obvious that some of the things that were posted, like on Facebook, it was posted as notes, that kind of thing, um, weren't things that people, it was obvious that the people posting it didn't necessarily know that they were making this available to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the conversation was clearly happening within their social network, the people who were chiming in. Um, You know, you have to, probably they had their privacy settings set to defaults or they were just wide open. Um, So I think the risk is... Is is that creep creepy factor? If you're learning too much about somebody who they didn't yeah. mean to make available, and then what do you do with that information? How do you act on it? Um, it there's there's just there there can be a, a you know you just got to be careful. Yeah, I think I think we've talked about retargeting before and how well a few times you have to be sensitive about that, right? And that's somebody who's literally going out there <laughs> saying, "I want information on this." Yeah, right. Your ad pops up and then it chases them around. People get squeamish about that. Mm-hmm. If you were to act on something that, like, I'm just on Facebook and I'm talking about my bum leg, and your CRM, you know, is so sophisticated that it picks up on that, and you get an email from a hospital saying, "Hey, here you get a bum leg," (laughs) that would freak people out. That would freak, and then that might even be a HIPAA deal. I don't even know. HIPAA usually is only related to your own patient data, and at that point, if they're not a patient, you're not really violating HIPAA. I don't think. But you're violating their privacy in a way that yeah. I think most people would not find appealing. You, you would have you to put be subtle. ads out there, right? You Don't would really, you, you would have to, yeah. I mean, it's creepy. You would have to be r- so subtle about it and so yes, yeah. yeah. so careful about it. Or um, like maybe um, if they came to your website and you knew that these things, they didn't know you knew, but you knew. Maybe you could populate sure. your website with like the the things that you're featuring. Maybe are, are closer to them. Um, what if every link redirected you to the bum leg page? <gasps> That's subtle. <laughs> it's like a twilight. <laughs> I'm only getting bum leg. The bum leg clinic. The bum leg, the bum leg service line. The bum leg institute. The bum leg B-L-I. center. Let's call it the blee. <laughs> you're at the blee. Well, so that you know that what you're talking about is sort of like that's getting close to where marketing on automation yeah. is leading in terms of you know being able to personalize their experiences and sharing relevant content to them based on what their interests are. And With I think permission. that you have to be really careful. Yeah. You do. I mean, there, there's, yeah, a, there's a huge creepiness factor. But what's interesting, you know, we're here in Minneapolis, right, and um, Target. You always think about, you know, the, the whole story of Target, yep. how they were sending that catalog to the 17-year-old that was pregnant because they knew because it's so right. But you know, I mean, that's... while that's a creepy story, right? I mean, the story interestingly ended with the the father called back and said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was mistaken." And, she is pregnant. And she, she is, is pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> and it kind of made it all go away for Target, right? I mean, Target changed the way it, it uses its CRM now to to market to people or to send catalogs to people. But still, I don't think we'd get that break if we did that, right? If we started to send advertisement to people that we knew were looking at BMI and they're, you know, hey, fatty, you want to check out this, you know, HRA? You know, if we did something, well, we wouldn't say fatty. Come on, we're in healthcare. We would say, hey, overweight Moderately obese. Hey, moderately obese people. (laughs) That's what the label would say. Morbidly. They would actually put like the CRM label. Moderately obese. Like that Office Max. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah. Daughter died in car crash or something. But, you know, I think that we would, I think that we as healthcare organizations are held to higher scrutiny. Because of yeah. that, you oh, know, definitely. Uh, retail gets a lot of permission, a lot of um, a, or a lot of a lot of benefits of the doubt. I should say, um, I think that we're going to be held to a much higher standard. Mm-hmm. And it should be. Probably I mean, we should be. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, ex- I, ex- I expect, you know, companies like Amazon and Target to 
yeah. abuse their power a little bit to get things in front of me, you know, with what, what they know. I just I expect it. I mean, I don't hold them to, I hold them to a particular standard. I don't just expect them to be, you know, complete dicks about, you know, how they com- communicate with me, but <laughs> you can say we that. I think that's probably podcast, the, that's probably one of the safer, uh, profane words like, we've used on the show. I listen to a number of podcasts and they bleep out the swear words. I'm like, why are you doing that? Uh, it depends on how you want if it's if it's a podcast that has the, the the potential to be big and to be f- like featured yes, on iTunes on the on their on their main page, this one then is. a lot of time I think the yeah. assumption is that if you have a clean show with like no explicit tag on it at all, that you're more likely to be featured. That said, I just this morning we were just talking about podcasts. I was I was looking for new podcasts to listen to on the way in this morning, and one of the featured shows that I chose to listen to, which was from I think this us uh, it's called the Gist and it's from Slate I think. But anyway. It's it's explicit, so they are actually featuring explicit shows now. So, ladies and gentlemen, get out the f bombs because now it's safe to have a little fun on the podcast. Because it's wow, not fun without f bombs. It was like a no segue at all. I know we, we just went no right segue. to that, didn't we? We went right from <laughs> but target think, pregnant to well. I think F-bomb. it's important now that in the in some CRM somewhere. They know that Adam is okay with explicit podcasts, so they're going to start <laughs> right, marketing exactly. Apple, somewhere. Apple knows. We should switch, though. We should, we should switch to something fun. Not that that wasn't fun. I mean, CRM. And <laughs> Sir, but that's, we've got to stay true to our spirit of our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We do. We, 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 we rarely, we've probably, in our few years of doing the 65 years, have, have beeped out. 65 years. Oh, you, oh, you want to start? I can start. Well, we've no, we've beeped out, I would say, maybe 10% of the swears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> normally, it's like, oh, we've never really had. Normally, when editing, I'm like, all right, we just don't, well, we don't drop any F bombs. We don't have the time. I don't think an F bombs ever been dropped. There's no, been, the you know, we've dropped some. Yeah, there's been the some bombs. S bombs sure. and some A bombs. Slippery. Some... <laughs> Slippery. Slope. What about the H bomb? <laughs> the hydrogen bomb? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Quick. We've got 15 minutes. I wasn't ready for fun. Why not? Look at you. You're all verklempt. You're all, she's like, <laughs> what are, what are she's you grasping your head? What do you want to talk about? Gosh, I don't know. Can we not talk about Game of Thrones? Okay. That's one down. <laughs> Done. Thanks. <laughs> That's right. The last episode, what do you there want to talk, to talk about? about anyway. Gosh, I don't know. What, Come on. Jackie, this is something chance. at the conference or something that you, you know? No, nothing, nothing? conference related. Something no. here? Something here related? I'm in Minneapolis TV, for a couple of days. Music, what, yeah, what? movies, apps. 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 What's your games. favorite apps? Memes. <laughs> Ermagerd. <laughs> oh, Ermagerd is for sure my favorite meme. <laughs> Ermagerd Gersperms. <laughs> I don't even know what that Did is. Did you see oh, I'll show you? You have what, what, to check it out. Who was it yesterday that tweeted out uh, a tweet in code? It was one of the government Oh, things. it was NSA. NSA, right? What? What yeah. did they tweet out? You, you didn't hear they, about that? Uh, yeah, oh. just like gibberish and people are all freaking out. Like. And they're all trying to, they're trying to translate it. That's like the NSA just that's effing funny. with people. Yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I don't like the NSA. No, I think me what they're doing but is that's completely funny. ridiculous. Big Brother. Except for that tweet. Unbelievable that our government is getting away with that. But that's yes. pretty funny. You don't like, <laughs> you don't like NASA? Not NSA. NSA. It's unbelievable that NASA gets away with what they do. You know, it's funny. I was just trying to find that tweet and I typed in the Google and I came across an article that says, How to get the NSA to follow you on Twitter. You just create a Twitter account? Oh, it says... <laughs> <laughs> done. Step one. Create a Twitter account. Two. You're done. They're following. There's apparently a website that allows that has the trigger words that allows you to put into your Twitter feed so the NSA will guarantee you follow you. I travel all the time. I don't want that nonsense. I don't want them like pulling me aside and doing an extra special TSA check, if you know what I mean. The extra special check? 
You got the Matrix going there. What the hell is it's that? It's the Matrix. It's the, it's the generator. That doesn't make for good audio, by the way. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, we can read it. Like, if you, if you tweet out words, like, I'll just read the, the next five words that come across. Nicomorphine, Otar, Shahab, Tagalef, PL12, Blowpipe, Radar, Susan Collins. Dude, Blowpipe. you just, like, op- you just, like, you just, like no. triggered an Al-Qaeda <laughs> circle somewhere. This is when you downhill You just put some, something in motion. You have no idea. That's, what, that's like the anti-Jack Bauer, what you just did. This will be the very last episode of yes. the Arrogant Healthcare Market. Is that like, is that like yelling bomb in an airport, kind of like Chris just did? And they actually have two buttons on the site that says, would you like NSA to follow you on Twitter? And you can click yes. I'm going to get it over with. Just the, go ahead. Let's do it. What's the URL for this site? Triggerthreat.net. Triggerthreat.net. Nice. <laughs> Jack, you got something now? I honestly don't. I'm sorry. I'm just like a blank. Wow. You're Adam? Uh, it's tough when you're on the spot like sports, that. Sports, TV, you don't want to talk about How Game about apps? Thrones? I'll talk about the app that I have, have kind of fallen in love with for wireframing this week. How about that? Oh, that's too geeky. Oh, no, that's too God. God. <laughs> Please. No one's going to relate to you. You asked, and then I give you no, an answer. No, I know. It's, it's non-work. It's non-healthcare. It's non-marketing. Oh, you want something that's yeah, off Yeah, just something out of the blue. Come on. Hmm. So did you really... hear about the Diet Coke um, Diet Coke campaign that the bloggers online just totally ripped apart? It's You're On is the, is the name of the campaign. Diet Coke ads align You're On with the ads that say You're On are being replaced because bloggers mocked the campaign for allegedly being a reference to cocaine use. You're On Coke? You're On Coke. Oh. Did you – that reminds me of the, the New York – I think it was the NYPD – Asked, sent out a tweet asking the public to share pictures of their favorite moments or moments they remember with the NYPD, oh. thinking they were going to get like nice. Oh, yeah. And all that came back like, was police like, brutality. Was police brutality with like little quotes by it. It was just like nonstop. That's nice. It, hey, we can talk about this. CNN. See, what happened to CNN? Oh, what boy. a waste. I'm, I'm going to oh, take it yeah, off my favorite crap. bars it's and crud. So now in like, I don't even know what size. Still Malaysia Airlines? Is. No, this is. Gigantic headline, elderly man decapitated, wife missing. This is CNN. This is our national news. This is Putin on the edge of invading Ukraine. This is, we still haven't figured out what caused a financial collapse, and we're probably going to go through it again. This is so many stories that should be of significance, and that's what they're leading with. Yeah. Yeah, it's sensational. They're just disgusting. They just, they have no credibility with me anymore. No. Done. You're done. CNN, gone. Okay. I'm dragging them right so where off are you my favorite bar. Your ears now, then? Not CNN, yeah. but now, but where? I mean, that's the I challenges. Know. I mean, we can. It, it's going to be cyclical like this, right? I mean, at one point CNN was good. Another point, you know, I don't know. Some people consider Fox to be a good resource, right? I don't. Yeah, but, it depends on what year. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, is 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 it becoming now where we're just have a dearth of good? Honestly, I get my news. Online? I get news from Dig. Dot com. It's it's mixed in yeah, with really? other interesting things. Dig's but whenever great, there's man. something, whenever something significant happens in the news, it's on there. Um, like two bulldogs confronting a black bear. Correct. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's news. <laughs> it's news intermixed with other interesting <laughs> things. That might be one of the interesting things today. Um, but that's where I get a lot of it from. The only news app that I have on my phone that's mm-hmm. purely for news from a news source is actually the USA Today app, only because I like the app. Um, and if there are, typically mm. they'll have the headlines on there. Um, I don't think USA Today is necessarily the best source for news, um, but it's not a bad place to get well, headlines. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get your basics there. At least you're going to, you know, that's not bad. I get my news from uh, Facebook. 
trending topics. <laughs> you know, sadly it's, enough, it's not I a do bad sometimes. place to get headlines. Well, I'll tell you what's trending right now: the San Diego Padres T Rex throws out the first pitch of the Padres game, and something happened. That's fantastic! He like hit something, or Zach Efron is on with Seth Rogen and uh, Jimmy Fallon, so that's trending on Facebook. And then um, HGTV pulls their new home flipping series after a report emerges identifying its stars as anti-gay activists. Nice. Hey-o. That's great. Wow, there you go. So the, the point is, where do we get our information now? I mean, obviously, they're not getting good information from podcasts. What? <laughs> it's not because CNN. they're not a I'm substance. So tired of that <laughs> I dig. No, I mean, dig Atlantic. Though Atlantic's not news. Atlantic's well, opinion. But dig. I, I mean, look what's on Huffington dig. Post. Yeah, but there's wait. What's is there? If there's not no, like not if there's Post. not big headlines, it's Speak just interesting self. content. You know where there, I go? No. To be honest, Star Tribune. That's right. Local. So it's local. Yeah, is going local, local again. Well, it's, it's always, always been local. local. Just, well, now for me, local's New York Times. So I'm okay yeah, with that. Local. That's pretty broad. Yeah, I love the New York Times. We get it every Sunday. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with the Huffington Post? Yeah, it's it's, it's I, like I just the, don't it's like like I the opposite. Know. I don't know what's wrong with it, Jackie. There's I, nothing wrong with it. It's just kind yeah. of the opposite of Fox. It's 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 kind of a that's fair. that's it's a liberal slant. Fox is a conservative slant, right? Which is fine. And I've said this before. I actually would prefer that news sources choose their angle and go with it because mm-hmm. um, I do think that people who try to be down try to portray this image of being down the middle, like so many mm-hmm. try to. It's just I think it's a you know, everyone. Why everyone has an angle. Trying to be objective, you're saying. I don't. I think it's different. I think you can have. I think you can. I think you can actually be respectful and objective and still lean one way or the other. I mean, I can have views on something and still have an objective conversation with somebody where I'm listening and being respective and want mm-hmm. to and value what they're saying. The problem is that's just not what we have in society or in you no, know, the media. It doesn't today. get ratings. It doesn't draw yeah. the people. So, who are, so that's that. I, I think that that's why I would like to see it. I would like to see things go. Like left and right, if you want to just kind of look at it through those two, mm-hmm. you know, lenses, but be respectful, be objective, mm-hmm. um, yet report report on it from an angle so that it's clear, you know, kind of what your agenda is or what your motives are for right. reporting mm-hmm. what you're reporting. I just I, I like the transparency behind that. So how do you feel about brand journalism? Oh, are we going there now? Well, no. <laughs> Dude. I'm just saying. Well, no, that's kind of what it is, though. I mean, if you think about it, Fox is like Republican brand journalism. HuffPo is liberal brand journalism, right? I mean, I'm not trying. Yes, I'm always trying to track it back to work. But but, you know, I mean, if you think about it, that's exactly where we're headed towards. Is where everything has a slant. It's it's aligned towards a particular cause. You know, cause journalism maybe is another way to say it. Cause journalism, yeah. I I like I like I like that it's just clear where it's coming from or what what the agenda is or the the angle. Yeah, but that seems to preclude anything that's in the middle that doesn't have an angle or strives not to have an angle. Yeah. Don't you think that's possible or is it just not? I don't know. I don't know. Cause I think we all have, we all have, it's, it's tough to say. I'm not going to say it's, it's not possible. It just seems like, like Tim Russert was the last of the objective. Tim Russert was respected for being very objective. Hmm. I think, I think that you can be, I think, I really do think you can be on, you can have, a side of the fence that you sit on and still report stuff that's fact-based and be objective mm-hmm. and respectful. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's hard to, we have, we have so little of that to, to, to refer to these days that it's mm-hmm. hard to say, mm-hmm. you know, here's a good example. Yeah. Where do you get that? Where, you, where is that? You don't. I thought that Vox was going to try to do that, that new site that's up. I think you guys, I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys have run across it at least once or twice oh, yeah. now, but it seems to be kind of a, it's very slanted. Too. It's slanted yeah. in, 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 in trying to portray not being, um, which is, 
don't know. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit. It's hurting my news. head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here's the latest news from Dig. The latest victim of the Ukraine crisis is beer. I saw that too. Wow. Deep. That's, victim? That's, it's going deep, yeah. You know. That is going deep. <laughs> that's too bad. It is. I feel bad for our Ukrainian friends. Well, All right, too. Okay. Well, last we, last item. Last item. Go around and, and share your the newest podcast that you're listening to. Sorry, Jackie, because you're not a podcast listener, but you <laughs> get some ideas. Um, they bring up the, like recently that you've started listening to that you really like and would recommend. Do you have any podcasts? When it gets to you, you could do that with the show if you don't want to. Do you could say, I don't yeah. want to you could say the area okay. healthcare marketing masters. Podcast. Yeah, that's the only one I don't listen to. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Does anybody have one? I do. I do What's too. Yours? Go ahead, Chris. You start. Okay, mine's ninety nine percent invisible. I've told you guys about it this this trip. Um, it's done by an architectural design firm in San Francisco, and uh, it's basically every every week fifteen to twenty minutes about a particular particular topic. Um, they just did an uh, one was around a monument in Delaware that was abandoned and they went into the history of how that monument was why it was there they'd done things around um why certain buildings were built a certain way there's a particular high rise in new york that almost fell over um because it was architected the wrong way and and adam's playing that's it. rude i tried i <laughs> hit the wrong button and then there's there. an uh and then another one was around they did a, a whole podcast around the evolution of baseball uniforms and the, the sort yeah, of the design aesthetic around that mm-hmm. so i really like it 99 percent invisible um, definitely worth listening to. So that's my good stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a new one I ran across this morning that I like. It was in actually an iTunes recommended uh, list or top top list. So it's, I'm sure if you are a podcast listener, you probably ran across it. I just haven't until now, but it's called The Gist. It's from Slate uh, Magazine, uh, and it's kind of just a you know the the opinions from some well well spoken people on uh topics and you know it, it, talking about having slants and stuff um it's probably a you know a liberal slant um but again i think they're objective and they're they seem respectful when they're talking about topics like they're actually opening open to yeah. hearing other opinions um and i appreciate and respect that so the gist and i'm gonna throw one other one out there that i thought was good it's called hello internet um that i ran across hello, this GT. week as well uh, it's a fairly new one because it was only their 11th uh, episode that I listened to. Um, but it's just a couple of, uh, I think, kind of well-known uh, internet personalities talking about kind of random stuff. So, I mean, it doesn't even necessarily have a, 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 a kind of consistent theme, you know, like our show does mm-hmm. with healthcare marketing. But um, Does it? It's interesting. It's just interesting people talking about interesting things, and uh, it was pretty good. I That's interesting. It. I'll check out a few more episodes, mm-hmm. see, see where it goes. Hello, internet. So those are mine. Hello, internet. <laughs> Do you have anything, Jackie? A show or something you want to share? <laughs> Poor Jackie. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm like, it's just a total mental blank today. Like, the only show I've blank. been... That should be a new podcast, The Mental, mental blank. blank with Jackie Ritaka. Mm-hmm. And then all it is is me breathing heavily into the microphone. <laughs> no, the only show I can honestly say that I'm watching right now is The Voice. And I'm sure you're all going to be like, Moo. Yeah. I I don't like those kind of shows, but I actually don't think The Voice is bad. It's not bad. So, I mean, it has its. It's just addicting. I can't help it. Yeah, and I'm it sure is. some of our li- listeners will identify with yeah, that. Sure. So yeah. I used to watch American Idol. I get it. No, that was awful. The voice is good. Okay, yeah, then. there's you. <laughs> I tried to be there for you, and you just <laughs> punched me in the eye. So I think the voice sucks. <laughs> Sorry. <Can't recommend> it. <laughs> I'll start watching more. More better shows. Yeah, more, you need to. More better. You need to watch more shows better. that are more. Valley is a must see. 
news show. And if Fargo, you got HBO. I starting to get into Veep, which is not new, but it's amazing. Fargo is unbelievable. It is true detective equal, which is saying a lot. Wow. I don't it know is. that I have it's that. What network is it on again? FX. FX I can't yeah. even tell you how good it is. That's, I think I have That's FX. my next watch. So, yeah. I guess the only podcast I have that I'll tout is called Fighting in the War Room. And it's a uh, Game of Thrones, sorry, Jackie, podcast. <laughs> oh, really? But it, it features one dude who only watches the show, a woman who watches the show and has read all the books, but that's it. And then a guy who's watching the show, read all the books, and has read like all the wikis, all the streams, all the crap that's out there, like mm-hmm. the fan stuff. Um, and it's really good to like hear these people talk. Uh, because they're talking about things that, because I've read the books, I would like to dive into. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about stuff, I swear I don't remember half the stuff that they talk oh, about. Oh, well, there's so big stuff. much. No, big stuff. Like, people die, and I'm like, that person dies? I don't remember that at all. Yeah, yeah those books. I, I mean, it away, the books but... are so, I mean, they're they're like 1,100 pages a piece, and there's yeah. eight? Well, no, there's six no. so far. There will be, I'm trying to think how many there there's are going to be. Five. No, there's five. Or five, sorry, There's five. going to be seven. There are going Five to be seven. Two. There's two. Yeah, there's two more coming yeah. out, um, and it's been a long time since I've read. The, I mean, I read the, the the latest one when it came out, but before right. that, it was years between. But that they, one they and talk about things like it's obvious, and I'm like, really? I don't, know that. I, I don't remember that <laughs> at all. But it it's good because then, you know, when you hear, I have another podcast I listen to where it's the same woman who read and watches, and the guy who only watches, and she won't talk about. They purposely don't talk about any spoilers, so you you only get mm-hmm. what's up through the show. Oh, that's so tough. it's for show watchers, sure, which is good. But then it's so frustrating, and, yeah. and I want to go deeper and I want to understand more. So right. Anyway, fighting in the war room, which, by the way, is a podcast that may not be just. I've just started subscribing to it. And it may be about other things than Game of Thrones. So uh, when I went and looked at it. Um, Actually, like the podcast name that I'm talking about is called Storm of Spoilers. But you subscribe to Fighting in the War Room. So the Fighting in the War Room podcast is oh. a stream like Grantland's pop culture stream where you get a whole bunch of different podcast shows within it. So the only one I'm listening to is Storm of Spoilers. So that and that also this show is more than like once a week, but once a week is one of those episodes that Storm of Spoilers. Once a week, I think they do it once a week. They okay. do it after every show. Okay. Are all podcasts free? Uh, most of them are basically I mean if you go to like iTunes or something they're probably I'm sure there are show, I'm not even really sure if it's a definition of a if it's, podcast I was going to say I'm not sure if it's still a podcast really? if it's not yeah if it's not free I don't technically free there I mean, are, no there I are some that are paid know. but you can't you, it, you can't subscribe to it through typical traditional yeah. podcast subscription yeah. means oh I see that's there why I don't, I don't even know if that's still considered a, technically right, a podcast then I wouldn't say so either I would say no podcasts were started in the spirit of yeah it's like asking if any blogs or yeah. No, it's like oh. asking if, if an FM radio station is free right. or not. No, I don't mean be. to put down the question. I think it's a very legitimate question. No, no, totally. I think if a blog... I've never really thought about it. ...to read it, it's not a blog anymore. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Same okay. with a podcast. That's what I was saying. I agree with that. Or a Twitter. Is there, you know, like if you had to pay to follow somebody, then I guess you're still on Twitter. But <laughs> That was qu- Jackie's question, O-D-Day. It was good. That was a good, good question. And this has been the blank slate. <laughs> and the definition today is haberdashy. Haberdashery. Oh, yeah. Haberdashery. Which means that's both a great word. A men's clothing and accoutrements. Accoutrements. A store, Isn't accoutrements a like just for food? <laughs> now, now, now we got to look that up. <laughs> I have oh, no boy. idea. That's, that's for next week's podcast. Okay. It's, it's buttons and belts and fobs. You're thinking condiments. Hats. Yeah, hats. Men's condiments. Monocles. Buckles. Define accoutrements. Monocles. 
Accoutrement. All right. Accoutrement. Additional items of dress or equipment or other items carried or worn by a person or used for a particular activity. I'm digging in my eye. That's the universal sign. But in your eye. That's okay. I was called out for nothing and then a haberdasher also did clothes. But it turns out Don't they mess do with do Siri. clothes. Well, yeah. some do. That's what's cool about it is that your definition was completely separate from mine. They're both right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not when it comes to accoutrement as well. Yes, it still does pertain to food. I'm sure if food. you found a dictionary, if you dug far enough, it'd be like food seven. For some people, that means food. <laughs> I Whatever. I think it's we're not getting along anymore. No, I think you're right. I think it, it gets used for food all the time. All right, we better leave it there before Jackie and I come to blow. <laughs> right? Right. All right. For the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Olson. Adam Meyer. And Chris Boyer. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Thank Thanks, you. Chris. And thank you, audience members, for joining us on this very special episode. And now we're going we're gonna to fade out with the harmonizing of Chris Finolio. You got, you got it? At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight For the ramparts we won